0: Episode 94 we going and presents joined here with Breeze Mantana. Breeze it's great to to catch back up with you man it's been a while since those hip hop game days
1: Yeah definitely man uh <laughs> been a long time since since hip hop game uh but yeah it's, it's 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 been a grind it's been like
0: i said building brick by brick and, you know i'm still going No that that's that's great to see and you know you know me, too. Like, I go in and out sometimes, but but you've been really consistent. What, what's the secret, man, to just staying consistent and not really um, pivoting away when, you know, when the going gets tough? Man, just my love for the game. Like,
1: in order for you to be able to, like like, do this, whether things are good or bad, or whether you're making money, you're not making money, whatever the case may be, You have to really, 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 really love this. Like my passion for it is what keeps me going. Like I really, really love rap. I I love hip hop. I love music in general, but I really, really love the art of it, the, the competitiveness. Um, just it's everything about it. Like watching, like studying the game tapes and watching what other people's doing. Like it still excites me. I still get inspired. So that's the, your passion, is what keeps it, you know, keeps things lit for you or whatever. When, when you you might want to give up, like the passion, it, it won't die. I, I I go to sleep thinking about rap. I, I wake up thinking about rap. Like there's not no point in my day where I'm not thinking about this. So.
0: That that that's incredible, man. I mean, you know, when, when you look at that too, I mean, how do you balance, you know the time you spend creating music making music with just everything else in life when you know there's responsibilities everything kind of coming together like how do you how do you really balance everything i don't know it's hard <laughs> i'm not gonna even say a and lie
1: to you like it's really hard especially like um you know i'm not that far removed from from the street or whatever so even when i had that going on like in my personal life, like, you know, dealing with certain things in the street, it, it was a real hard balancing act. Like it, it wasn't easy at all. But you know, some you make sacrifices. So that's basically all I can say is you make you make a lot of sacrifices and you, sometimes you gotta you gotta choose in between this and something else. Like I was I was supposed to be in Europe right now. Supposed to be in Europe on uh on tour with Rome. But I had an opportunity to to um, to make some some money somewhere else, and um, I couldn't turn it down. But you know, I had I had to I had to sacrifice the opportunity to go into Europe with Rome Street and 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 being where I'm at. So sometimes you know you you got to make a choice. It's just about making choices. Like I just went came from Texas. Um, doing a, the the tour the the um the orchestra massacre tour um with with Rome Streets and then I was supposed to go to Europe after that but I, I couldn't I couldn't go unfortunately so I'll have to um catch them on the next go around but yeah it's, it's difficult
0: yeah that, that, and that that's crazy man to be able to do a, a a European leg with Rome Streets you know how did that even come about you know just the the possibility of doing that
1: yeah so me me and Rome's manager um we built a rapport um over the last two years his his manager coach shout out to coach and um i had went out on a road with them in twenty twenty one when I put out hors d'oeuvres and um we just kept a relationship since then, and um he hit me up about the the Texas run. I did the Texas run and then while we was in Texas he was telling me, "Is like, yo, you know we're about to go to Europe, like, um, come with us. And I was like, Yeah, I'm with it. And then I found out that at the last minute that I couldn't do it. But um Yeah, man. That's 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 how we I, I built that relationship. It's uh his manager coach.
0: That's awesome. And you know, you, you had, you know, Victorious Two come out earlier this year, you know. Um just a really just great single, you know, something that caught my ear man as you talking about you know you can tell um that this ain't my era, you know, t- thinking about what's going on in music what you know where your mindset is at what what kind of led you to that line um just a lot of a lot of things like i don't
1: I don't knock what anybody else is doing or whatever, but I come from an era where um certain things wasn't allowed and or certain rules you had to abide by Um, with with rap specifically like like in this era they'll allow somebody to perform over their vocals I remember the first time I ever performed over my vocals at a show it was at the pyramid at the uh, the EOW showcases of if anybody that doesn't know that's a legendary showcase in New York end of the week they used to do it every Sunday it was an open mic And they have it all over the world, in Brazil, different places, whatever, um, Africa. But that's like a legendary showcase. The first time I ever performed over my my vocals, they booed me off the stage. I didn't know any better at that time. I was maybe like 17, 18 or something. And it was my first time doing it because I didn't have the show show track. So I I was just like, you know, I'm going to just perform over the song because I don't have the show track to this. I I went on there, they, they booed me off the stage. I never performed on a on a uh on a, over the song ever again. These days you could do that and you could get away with it and people's getting fifty thousand, a hundred thousand for festivals performing over their vocals. So, you know, just examples like that, like I come from the era of like, you know, you just didn't do certain things or you did do certain things a certain way, whether it was um you know, the way you carried yourself or within the music, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, you had to be able to rap when I was coming up, like, and before me, you had to, the the least you you could do was know how to rhyme. You may not be able to make a a great song but or a great album, but you knew how to rhyme. Like, you had the the, the fundamentals. So just things like that, that's the era that I come from is like, you know, knowing how to rap, like, and, and, and you know, doing things a certain way. And also, like, showing respect to the, the OGs, the people that came before you. Like, having respect for them and having the knowledge, knowing what came before you. Like, studying the game tapes. Like, that was a thing. Nowadays, you don't got to do none of that. Like, you could just wake up today and decide and, and buy a laptop and decide you want to rap in your living room. And, and there's no fundamentals.
0: No, and there's you know the the other piece of that is just getting out there and, and and getting on stages too. I mean, it seems like a lot of there's a lot of guys that can kind of do everything from their house and never never really meet people, never actually get out face to face. Yeah,
1: that's that's true. That that's not even necessarily their fault. Um, I I can't blame it totally on the artists because there's also like I know like in certain places there's like um a, like a lack of like showcases like like when i was coming up there was a lot of showcases there was a lot of open mics and there's not really a lot of that anymore like to be able to like to build and like cultivate yourself like uh your sound and like find yourself as an artist whether it be through performing or whatever like just to get get getting to know yourself as an artist and being able to perform and rock a crowd on stage and some in a lot of places there's there's not a lot of that going on um I know specifically in new york there's they just started doing like a lot a lot more shows and stuff like that again, but for a long time it was kind of like shut down they were shutting down venues it was real hard to like do shows in new york um you know the 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 city was just they they wasn't with it they was closing down a lot of venues so it was it was there was no outlets for artists to perform at but um now with this like this new emergence of this renaissance in New York. Um, they're doing a lot more shows and showcases and things like that or whatever, like people putting together um, shows and things. So, you know, but a lot of places aren't that fortunate. So I can't totally blame the artists coming up, but you, even if you're not getting shows, you should be practicing for shows. Like there's many places where you could, you could uh, rent out a a space and, and practice in front of the mirror or whatever.
0: No, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, if if we take it back a minute, you know, think about, you know, the hip hop game days, you know, think about the early 2000s when you were really starting to really um, put out music, make an impact to today. What's the biggest changes you've seen in the game?
1: Oh, man, it's so many.
0: Um, it's so
1: many things. I don't I don't I don't even know where to start. Um, one of them would be obviously the, the streaming. Um, I came in like really like trying to make a name for myself around like the DVD era. Yeah. So like the 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 mid two thousands or whatever, like oh five oh six. I was still um I just stopped bat battling at that time. I was battling um coming out of high school, well in high school coming out of high school. I was battling. Um, it was the DVD era, the mixtape era, into the blog era. So, um, yeah, that's like one of the main things is like streaming, um, going from, uh, from physicals, CDs to, to digital, and then, um, seeing, uh, physicals come back in the way that it has in the, in the past few years with vinyls and, um, even hard copy CDs and cassettes um the way you the way you built relationships in in music was different um it's so many things man just the way the way your music traveled um like i, I remember um handing out CDs at a Saigon show in like 2005 or 2006 or something like that. And my music getting to people in Cali from somebody that was on the line at the Saigon show who I handed my mixtape to, and they brought it back home in California and was making copies of it for people. So, like, and my name was, you know, ringing to a place i would never been. I've, I've never been there, and, you know so the way music traveled like it was a lot more word of mouth um and, and and it was i feel like it was a lot more more genuine too because um if you was a fan of somebody then you was really a fan it wasn't just like you being nosy nowadays like people could just be they they might not necessarily be a fan of somebody but still listen because they're nosy so i, I i'll tell people like that other artists, my peers that I talk to all the time, like there's a difference between having a, having a listener and having a a supporter or a fan.
0: Right. No, I mean, you think about that too, like the burning CDs, man, was such a thing. Like, you know, like I'll burn, I'll burn that for you. I got a CD for you. Like, let me burn that. Like that was, that was the way music really spread for a good chunk of time.
1: Yeah. When you were putting somebody on, you wanted to put somebody on, you made them a copy. Yeah. So yeah, that's those. Those are some of the things that's that's changed. There's many more things, but those are the first
0: things that come to mind. And, and you know, one thing that I've noticed too is just like there's a artists have so much more control over over what they put out, their messages they communicate. You know, who they reach. Um, but there's also not those key outlets like there used to be that like you have to get your music here, here, and here, and then you blow up and you get signed. Like right. Um, which ver which what do you like better? Do you like do you like more of that control, like more of it in your own hands? Like do you think it's gotten better for artists today or do you think it's harder for like like the field is harder for artists, you know? In mm. It it climate? goes
1: I think it goes both ways. Um you can like there's things about before that was better. And there's things about now that's better. Like you can really make a lot of money off streaming if you own your your catalogue and you have like a lot of streams. Um, You can also um, cultivate a fan base on the internet and speak to people directly from all around the world. Um, Like, I can literally DM my fan or support. I, I don't like to call people fans, but I can literally DM one of my supporters and talk to them and have a conversation with them and find out how their day was going and what they going through. You know what I'm saying? And as to like, um years ago that wasn't even possible like that that wasn't a thing where um you can literally your, your your demographic is at your fingertips you can re- literally reach new supporters every single day every day from all around the world i have supporters from japan africa europe um central america uh south america like you know just all over places that i've never been to before necessarily like i can have uh part of me i have supporters all over so you know it's just so that's like one of the, the the benefits is being able to have that now as opposed to before um like with social media everybody's at your fingertips there's there's eight billion people in the world and you know uh the majority of them, a large percentage of them, use the internet, so you're able to to find them, or they're able to find you. And um, also with like ads and things, you can target your audience. That didn't exist before. Um, so those are like some of the benefits of now. Of now. But um, like I said, the benefits of before is that just that genuine interaction, like the, that excitement. Um, going to the store to go purchase your favorite artist project Um, or just genuinely talking about somebody that that you i felt like people talked more about what they liked back then than Mm. what they didn't like now there's a lot of criticism everybody's a critic people are worried about people's first week numbers and things like that stuff like that didn't matter before like if your artist went if your favorite artist went platinum or they sold a lot in the first week. It was cool, but that wasn't like your main concern. Um, the only thing that was like, maybe like an outside, like a, like an industry influence on whether you checked out an album or not was maybe like their review in a magazine or their, their, their write-up um, or maybe even on a, a place like hip hop game or something like that, or rap mullet. Right. And you, you'll, you'll check out a, a, a project because of that. But, other than that, you didn't have too much outside influence. you liked what you liked, you didn't care about what nobody else thought or whatever, whether they liked it or not it didn't matter to you. um you liked it and you were standing on it, and you were standing by it and supporting it
0: no doubt man yeah it's it's definitely a different time, man, and you know I wanted to talk to you a little bit too about um let us cook 2, your recent your most recent project you put out, man. Um, just a really great cohesive project, you know, can you talk about, you know, putting that together, you know, uh, what you, you know, what you hope listeners take from it? Um, Let Us Cook 2 is obviously it's the sequel to my
1: 2015 project, Let Us Cook, um, which was an EP. Um, I wanted to make a full length project, uh, with the Let Us Cook 2 series and actually making it a series that i could continue um something that i could always come back to and um the let us cook series is basically like it, it's a gumbo it's a it's a gumbo of, of 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 different types of music uh like you know it's still sticking to what i do but you know just exploring different things a little bit i like, kind of like a i'd call it a a 10 course meal it's 10 songs it's 10 different courses so um you know, just giving different parts of my personality, telling a little bit of my story. A lot of the things that I'm talking about on, on Let Us Cook 2 is experiences from a time of, of like maybe like 2016, 2017, even maybe like 2015, like around that time. There's a lot of like those experiences I'm talking about and just my mind frame at that time. Um and some of my the newer experiences from these past few years, um, just mixing that, that all in. And, um, you know, just I even experimented with different things or whatever. Like, I never made a trap record before. I made a trap record on here, uh, Paper Cuts. Um, the thought behind that was, like, just how a, a crowd would react to the song at a festival um, and, and being able to turn up with the crowd. Um, but... Yeah, like my my mind frame was was it, it just took me back to like a certain time in my life, um, and mixed it with what was going on
0: uh, at that current point. No doubt, is is that ever a hard thing? Kind of like going back, going forward, kind of like looking at the present. Like, does that ever get to be like a challenge?
1: Um, nah, not really, cause I have so much life experience. I could talk about things from fifteen years ago. Uh, I've experienced so much in, in life um, during the course of my teenage years and even the course of my adulthood. Like, I could always tap down back in and talk about old experiences and be able to give some wisdom as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's never too hard for me. Um, I just have to be inspired by the music to be able to to, to bring it out of me.
0: And, you know, one of those songs, too, I could really hear it on, too, like Brenda's House, you know, just a really cool conceptual track. Can you talk about the writing process and just like how those concepts come to life?
1: So Brenda's House is the the, the hook and the, the title is based on somebody that I hold dear to me that was also, um, I'd say, like a client of mine in the street and i didn't just treat her like a client like that's somebody that was really like like a aunt to me um she allowed me in her house and she allowed me to 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 make money from her home and also like give me like nurturing like nur- like she nurtured me and you know she she treated me with love and um the the hook is actually a joke that's something that she used to say to me like uh she'll Come out her room and not be in her house or whatever. I had the keys to her house, so she'll come out her room and 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 be like like my my nickname, uh, um, was like Babyface, So she'll be like face. Can I get a wake up? Can I you know whatever whatever. So it was a it was a joke that me and my girl had. My my girl knew her too, and um, she we always joke about that like how she used to say that. So um, that's where the hook came from, and I decided to name the um the song after her. Um and it's just, it's just me talking about um my experience in the street and um the things I was I was doing at a certain time and um my perspective and how I carried it and and you know just being in a, in in situations where you know you um it was, there was no rap money at the time and um you know but i'm still trying to fund my dream and um you know take care of my 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 responsibilities
0: um so yeah that's where the the inspiration for that song came from no doubt and no, i i really appreciate that man it's a, it's a great explanation too i mean the the other project man that really got a huge run for you is um, american greed um the swedish revenge um How do you look at that project today, now that you've had a couple years, you know, to kind of put some distance between the release and and the present day?
1: Um, American
0: Greed, that was like a
1: restart for me. After, you know, my Into the Dorm days, that was the first, well, after Let Us Cook 1, obviously, or whatever, which was the EP, but that was like my first full-length project since um, You Only Live Twice. And it was like kind of like me reintroducing myself again with a full length project, and I was working on it for so long. I went through so many things during the course of that that project. Um, just, I just came home from prison. Uh, I, I did eighteen months in um, upstate, um, and I started working on it around like two thousand and fourteen. Um. And I was I, I didn't put it out until the end of 2018, like December. So I was working on it that whole time, tweaking it, and also I was just going through life things, so I wasn't able to put it out when I without when, when I would have wanted to put it out. But if I did, if I put it out when I wanted to put out, put it out, then certain songs wouldn't have been there. I wouldn't have had no slack, and I wouldn't have had Live Long Cane. Um, there's a couple of songs that I probably wouldn't have had if I would have put it out back in like 20, I don't know, 2016 or something like that, or 2015, um, it went through a lot of different phases or whatever, but my life was going through different phases. So I I feel like I'm happy with the project where it is right now. um, And, and, and how I, how I ended up um, putting it out. Um, I'm happy with it. As far as if I would have put it out back then, I don't know if I would have been happy with it.
0: Hmm. No, it's it, it's always interesting, man. The timing has to be right, man. You know, you, you look at you look at artists. Sometimes they pull albums off of off of Spotify and off those digital streaming platforms and put it out later. You know, as a, a revised version. So, it's it's good you were able to kind of take the time you needed to get it to where it should have been. you know, before it came out, right. You know, I know too. Like just from working with you over and, and you know paying attention to you over you know the last you know, 15 years or so, man, you got a lot of music in the stash and a lot of, a deep catalog. You know, do you want to put all that out on Spotify and, and those other platforms? Or do you, are you purposefully kind of keeping older music in the archives? Uh, My, my, some of my music from my, the Into the Dorm days,
1: I would, I would release. Um, I was thinking about re-releasing uh, You Only Live Twice, just to give people the, uh, you know, a glimpse of like what I was doing before, um, what I sounded like before. Like I always tell people, like I've I've never steered away from my my BOP as they say. Like it always been, I always been consistent with the type of music that I make. Like it was always like heavy lyri- lyrical, like lyrically driven. Um, you know some uh some boom bat, some soul you know i never really steered away from my sound too much it's grown or whatever but i never really steered away from that i never really tried to make other types of music like i when when other things was going on i never did that like when when the trap wave came around and people was like a lot of ny rappers were sounding like they were from the south i never did that when um not like now with the emergence of drill drill came around I, i've never done that you know what i'm saying i kind of stuck to to what I do and that was you know talk fly shit over, over hard beats and, and tell my story and be introspective and give some gain you know I, I've stuck it to that formula it's just elevated over time but yeah that's what I could say in, in, in reference to that like yeah I, I, I thought about putting out like you only live twice um, a lot of my other music like some of it is over other people's beats some of it, I can't even, I can't even find, um, like in order for me to upload it, I can't, I don't even think I have copies of it or whatever, but, um, yeah, I would, I would definitely put up, you only live twice. Uh, I was already thinking about that.
0: Yeah. I remember that's a great project. We interviewed, we did an interview about that actually way back. Yeah, too.
1: definitely. I, that was actually right before I went to prison, like 2011. Now it was right before. Man. Like. Earlier that year, um, we did the interview for You Only Live Twice.
0: Yes. Man, so when, when you look at that too, how, how do you keep getting better? Like, what do you do so that you keep improving keep getting better? Um, and you don't stay doing the same thing over and over again, but you can see that elevation and that growth. Um, reading,
1: um, a lot of reading, a lot of life experience, um, and studying the game and just seeing, seeing where, where the game is and, you know, being being able to find where, uh, where I fit in, um, where it's, it's still... One thing about lyricism is lyricism is always going to appeal to the listener. It doesn't matter what era you're in, you know what I'm saying? If you could really rap and you can make records that appeal to people or projects that appeal to people, it's always going to end up um, shining through and, and reaching somebody you know what I'm saying? Whether that be, um, a million people or 10,000 people, but as, as long as you got people listening or whatever, you know, you good, but lyricism is always going to be, um, appeal of, uh, appealing to somebody, to, to someone that's never going anywhere. It doesn't matter whether people are snapping and, or doing something else. Uh, it's always going to appeal to people. So, you know, that's, it's just like, you know, a lot of a lot of reading and a lot of studying the game. And, you know, that's that's all I could say.
0: Yeah, no, that that's incredible, man. So, you know, what's what is that writing process like for you? You know, when you take a song and really take it from, you know, nothing to something, you know, what how does that come about? Uh, well, it, I
1: have my, my writing process varies sometimes. I might be riding around in the car and uh, I'll come up with a line like that. Usually I just need a line to start with. As long as I got a line to start with, I could go from there. Sometimes I might, I might write a, a song or a verse in fifteen ten 10, 10 to 15 minutes. Sometimes it might take me a week. Sometimes it might take me months of continuously going back to the verse and adding things to it or whatever, adding lines or adding a hook. So, it's very just about more like emotion where my head is at at the moment what i'm inspired by what's going on in my life i don't have like one particular writing process i could i could write in my room and in a closed uh environment like with the door closed and in isolation which is what i prefer i could write on a spot in the studio sometimes i could be um under pressure to meet a deadline if it's like a feature for somebody um i could get inspired by their verse or whatever if it's a feature and think of something or whatever so i could be uh driven by competitiveness um it's it's, it's a lot of different things so i don't i don't have like one particular writing process
0: no that's cool though i mean i I think that's how you get your best stuff man just not being so rigid where it has to be one way um right so man, you know what's coming up for you next?
1: So next, I have a project uh, titled "Too Greedy." Um, it is it, still going off of like the uh, like the food concepts or whatever, but also too just uh, it's also the state that we're in in the game where you know um, artists and consumers are like really like just like over indulging or whatever like there's a lot of like overindulging like indul, like overindulging in the internet overindulgement in food uh you want you want everything everything is microwavable like everybody wants fast food like, they they want everything they want everything right now at, at their fingertips even from their favorite artists You you they're expecting artists to drop every every quarter or twice a year or Whatever, like I just I just dropped the project. Generally, like back in the days, that's another thing that was different about back in the days is like you was able to drop a project and just work it for eighteen months. Yeah. Now some people want something from you every few months or you know what I'm saying? Like depending on your fan base and who your fans are, whatever, who your supporters are, you know what I'm saying? They might want projects all the time. So, you know, um, uh, that's a part of where the 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 project name title comes from, and also just going off of like, you know, let us cook, let us cook two, hors d'oeuvres, um, just you know, offer of like the the food theme because food is essential in life, and everybody needs food to live, and even not just not just food for, uh, like what you digest, but also like, just you know, food for your brain, food for you know whatever like everything that you that you that you consume is you're ingesting or whatever whether it be what you hear what you listen to you know what i'm saying so the 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 food the food theme will always be uh like a part of what i'm doing um so you'll hear like a lot of like different food themes like um but yeah that's where the the, the site the name of the title comes from is just like the era that we in also the um the, the cover I'm not gonna give the cover away right now or whatever I'll reveal it within the next few weeks but um it, it also uh just goes off of like America's fabric like uh, Americans uh the, the fabric of America is, is, is built off greed and um and that's where I got the the title for American greed you know um just like every like, if you look at like the just different things in, that's going on in the, in the United States, a lot of it is 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 driven by by greed. And um, with the the cover, you'll definitely understand what I'm talking about more. Is there's a prominent figure that's on the cover, a prominent American figure that's on the cover, and um, he actually took a, a a large part in ruining my community. Or, or, or uh you know the black community and as a whole and america in general and um and the reason a, a lot of the reason why my life shaped out to be the way it it did with even like with uh with hustling um he was a big part of that and um you know I take accountability for my own actions but there's things that that happen that can't be ignored. That in the course of life might have been different for a lot of people if this person didn't do the things
0: that he did. Mm. Man, that that that's incredible, man. When should we expect that? Um, I'm I'm shooting for
1: I'm shooting for Halloween, but don't hold me to that. It's done. I just have to, like, do mixing and mastering and, um, you know, just get certain things in line for the rollout, but it's, it's definitely done. I don't need to do any more. Um, I got production from Chase and Cash on there. I got production from, uh, Backpack Beats, um, couple, couple guys or whatever, but yeah, I got, I got a feature from, from Blue Azul, um, as well as some others, uh, my my man Money Making Neat from Atlanta. Um, yeah, I got a couple couple of things going on or whatever, but yeah, it, it'll definitely be this quarter for sure. No later than uh, than Thanksgiving, but I'm shooting for for Halloween.